welcome to Chamber Chats. I'm Bruce Williams. I'm the CEO of the Greater Victoria Chamber of Commerce. We talk about business and community in these programs, and I would like, of course, first to acknowledge that I live and work in the ancestral territories of the Lekwungen-speaking First uh, Coast Salish First Nations, rather than being the Esquimalt and the Songhees in particular. Program is presented by Island Savings, a division of First West Credit Union, and by C-SPAN Victoria Shipyards. We have these conversations, and we've been describing our circumstance right now as saying that we are all together taxiing down the recovery runway, getting ready for that liftoff that's going to happen at the end. And those that are sort of steering the way, if you will, are, uh, and pivoting in their business are the pivot pilots. Well, we're doing this broadcast from the podcasting studio at Czech Television, who have been pivoting for quite some time. In fact, this place had a major pivot about 10 years ago, which has been very inspiring to the business community, and I wanted to talk more about that in this week's edition. Rob Germain joins me. He's the general manager of this operation here at the Czech Media Group. Rob, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. So like 10 years ago, something fairly cataclysmic happened to this operation, and you had to pivot into another direction. So give me the, give me the Reader's Digest version of that. It was almost 12 years ago, and uh, the company uh, that owned Czech uh, put the station up for sale. We actually were a little bit relieved because uh, the station had been cut back and cut back so much. Um, But then we all got layoff notices. The station was going to close. Our backs were up against the wall. And, uh, you know, like most pivots, uh, it was a combination of necessity and opportunity and a little bit of serendipity. Um, we were, you know, trying to find some investors, maybe as a group that would want to buy the station locally. Uh, we felt that there was a, you know, a business model there that we had created. Um, we, one of the investors we approached said, you know, if you guys would be willing to, you know, put some money in yourselves as employees, uh, he knew the, the uh, model of Harmac, the pulp mill in Nanaimo that right. had uh, become employee owned. And we had covered that story, uh, extensively. So we knew the story, um, it, the light went on. Uh, we, you know, I, I followed up with uh, Levi Sampson, the uh, president of Harmac, to find out how they structured that deal and how we might do something similar. Uh, Levi not only um, uh, offered to advise us, but also came in as an investor uh, into Czech, and he's uh, on the chair of our board. So that was our biggest pivot for sure, and uh, and it's been uh, many pivots since then. <laughs> Ongoing pivots, actually. And of course, I think as we all know, I, I was also in broadcasting at your competition while all this was happening. So we watched this happen. And progressively through the growth of this organization, the fact that you're independent now, you're not beholden to any other larger organization, you can make your own decisions now. It makes a big difference uh, in terms of, uh, you know, we're, we're not big, but we're small. I mean, there are, there are advantages to being small as well. And uh, one of them is that you're nimble and that you can uh, change on a dime if you have to. You can, uh, you know, decisions are made locally. And so, uh, you know, lots of things that we're able to do creatively, you know, on a short timeline um, that you just wouldn't, would have never gotten approved under the old, uh, you know, corporate model. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go through some of those stages, and, and I think everybody that's going to be watching and listening to this can relate to changes they've had to make in their own business. But let's uh, zoom back now to literally Zoom, because we're on Zoom. Uh, 14 months ago, when this whole pandemic came along, again, everyone was making the pivot to do what they had to do. Did you feel that you were a little more prepared maybe than a lot of people because you had done what you'd done to date? Um, I think certainly having survived, uh, you know, the, the previous economic crisis, if you will, um, gave us, uh, at least those that were still, are still here from, from those times, um, probably gave us a little bit of, uh, more confidence. You know, we've done this before, you know, we have to band together. It's not going to be easy. Um, 
also, I think just the fact that, uh, uh, you know, we are the creators of our own destiny as, as, as employee owners, right? So we're not waiting for somebody to decide what to do next. We're the ones making the decisions. And, and as a group, we're making those decisions. And we know, you know, I, I put out a memo saying, you know, we're going to, you know, we're actually in pretty good shape financially going into this. You know, we've been paying down our debts. We've been, you know, doing all the right things to, we've been, you know, making investments in equipment so we can, you know, we, we're hoping we can ride this out. We didn't want to be laying anybody off. We knew there was, we had a role to play here, you know, produ- providing the news, trusted news during a crisis. That would, that's, this is where we are going to shine. And so we decided we weren't going to lay anybody off. We were going to continue doing everything we could. Um, one area that we uh, had, you know, suddenly no sports to cover. It was a big chunk of our newscast, yeah. uh, seven days a week covering sports. And uh, so a corporation probably would have said, okay, we'll just lay those guys off. Uh, instead, we were like, well, how do we, you know, how do we redeploy these people? And we've got, we've got time to fill um, from the sports cast. There's a need. We've got some talent here. Um, you know, uh, let's create a, a positive news segment that's going to be needed during this crisis. There's going to be a lot of bad news. Maybe we can talk about the good things happening in the community around this COVID crisis. And, uh, and you know what, we've got one camera uh, that we can be live with each night because we had to scale that back uh, for a number of reasons, but we couldn't have people in the studio. So um, we sent our sports director out to the field along with our weather guy to do the uh, positive news segment the upside was born it's a a, a segment on our news that's uh, just been phenomenally popular over the last 14 months yeah, and you went to the upside with that you know you bring in technology which we'll touch on again in a moment too uh, but you know standard television is usually done by putting a bunch of people in a studio and they talk and they tell things and they report things but you suddenly didn't have a building full of people everybody was working remotely so that pivot, if you will, was imposed on you by the circumstance, but you embraced that. So talk about how technology has become an advantage for you. Yes. And again, we were lucky in that we had recently invested in, you know, VPN servers and, and live uh, technology. We used to have to have, uh, you know, microwave trucks and satellite trucks to be able to go live. Now you can uh, use a porta pack and, and go live on location using uh, bundled cell phone technologies. And, um, you know, so we were able to utilize that equipment to get people out of the building, get, you know, uh, three out of four of our staff are working from home, being dispatched from home. You know, they're still gathering the news. They're still putting on all the shows and, and producing commercials and everything all from home. But technology allows it, obviously, to network uh, with others in the building and, uh, and within the company. And we didn't miss a hitch, really. So what I want to talk about next is using that technology and leveraging that as well as the creation of a culture in an organization like this. We are talking today with Rob Germain, who's the general manager of the Czech Media Group. Not just Czech TV anymore, it's the Czech Media Group. So when, when you've defined this under your own ownership, you're no longer, as we said before, beholden to a network or a, an out-of-town national owner. How did that change the culture in this, in this operation, well, just people's relationships with each other and with your clients and your viewers? Um, well, obviously, uh, we're all in this together. Um, you know, we used to even with, a you know, management union kind of, uh, relationship, there was, uh, you know, there could be conflict, there could be, uh, adversarial positions. Um, now it's like, Hey, how can we, you know, come up with a solution? Um, um, it, it, yeah, it's changed the dynamic quite a bit. Really the other uh, difference and probably one of the biggest differences is that we are about sustainability. 
um, in the long run uh, for this company. So we're not looking for a short-term profit. We're not trying to cut costs in order to boost the, uh, you know, the next quarter uh, profit margin. Our, our interests are long-term. And, and on behalf of all of the uh, employees, but also on behalf of all of the community, because we're really a purpose-driven organization, we probably could have got jobs elsewhere. The reason we worked so hard to keep this company going is we felt it was rewarding what we were doing. We, we, we knew we were having an impact in the community. We're bringing people together every night to watch our newscasts and our programming, and we're making a difference. Not without its struggles. People that are watching and listening to this know that as change happens in any operation, whether it's large, medium, or small-sized company, there are struggles, and you had a few. There were some bumps on the road. Well, like any startup, I mean, the company's been around for 65 years now, but uh, it was 53 when we became independent. Uh, but, you know, really it was, we were basically had become a startup uh, business. And like any startup, you're going to go through challenges and, and, you know, until you find the right model and the right uh, thing, make things right. Um, there was a time as well that uh, we um, initially, we got some funding um, um, through uh, the through the government um, that um, was then removed with, on very short notice. Um, we had to adapt by everybody in the company uh, taking a pay cut. And that was everybody from you know management right on down to the entry level uh, uh, person took uh, across the board pay cut. Um, that's something that probably wouldn't happen at, a, at, at most companies. Um, but it was, you know, rather than lay people off, we decided as a group, that's what we were gonna do. That's how we were gonna overcome that. But that, of course, is what you do as an owner. If you own a business and it's not doing as you expect, you have to. Your revenue is decreased. You have to take a pay cut. So there's, there's, there's not only a lesson in that, but there's got to be some motivation. I would think too. That's part of creating this culture in which you all operate here. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we're we're prepared to do anything we can to make it a success um, because we know that uh, that's in our interest, right, long term. And uh, so you dig a little deeper. You know, you know when you leave the room, uh, you turn off the lights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you you do things that are uh, that maybe you know if you were in a large corporation, employees may not have the same uh, ownership feeling about it, and uh, and and just yeah, changes your attitude a bit. Yeah, well, it builds in that resilience, too, that we kind of referred to before. Um, the physical building itself uh, has had, had some transformation. You know, as times change, you ch- this where I'm sitting right now, the studio is an addition, for example. As the technology advances, you make changes in your building, which, again, a lot of business owners are having to do right now, even if it's to build a home office because they didn't have one before. Tell me about mm-hmm. the changes you've done in the building here. Well, first of all, just buying the building uh, was a big right. thing. We first uh, became owners, uh, sorry, uh, employee owners. We were renters in the building and we consolidated on the ground floor. Um, since then, uh, we bought the building because um, it became available. We were worried that somebody else would buy it and maybe, you know, jack up the rent or, or turf us out. Take it down, that, yeah. That would have crippled the company. Uh, so we bought the building. It was uh, a, a risk at the time. We were still, you know, a couple of years into this. Um, and uh, but it's been a it's been a good investment, and we've been creating a, a, a media entertainment technology center. We've got CBC on our second floor. We've got a tech company also on the second floor. Our third company is being uh, rented by the, um, successive film production companies. So uh, we rent out our studios. Uh, we have you know well, three studios now, including the podcast studio that you're in. Um, we have, right as we speak, uh, uh, an independent production company is renting out our commercial production studio and using that for the next four days. 
Um, our new studio is uh, pretty much dedicated to news, but the but the podcast studio uh, is new. Something we've uh, uh, started before COVID. It took a little longer because of COVID to to get it under construction, um, but that's created a whole new uh, model for us uh, as as broadcasters and multimedia uh, casters. I guess you call us. Yeah, which is this is a facility people can rent and, and mm-hmm. come in and do their own their own work on this too. Right. Um, so the diversity within what the media group has become, any company wants to expand and get larger, which you've done. Um, so instead of just being Czech television, you're the Czech media group. So pretend I'm a stranger and I say, what do you do? Oh, I'm with the Czech media group. Oh, what's that? What's the answer to that? Well, I mean, uh, it, it, we, you know, we call it Czech Media Group right from the beginning when we took it over, although it was really, you know, just Czech television and a website. But certainly digital is becoming, you know, much, much more important uh, over time. And, uh, you know, even when, 12 years ago when we took it over, it was it was significant. Um, uh, but we didn't know anything about Netflix back uh, back then. We didn't hadn't anticipated that. Um, um, so, you know, one of the things we're working on now and about to launch is, uh, is Check Plus, which is our version of Netflix, if you will. Mm. Uh, and uh, no, you're not going to have to pay another uh, subscription fee for it. It'll be free. It'll be ad supported, but it'll allow people who uh, maybe don't have cable um, or cord cutters or cord nivers, as they call them, uh, to be able to, uh, to be able to watch our programming uh, whether it's live or on demand. But you see, that's something that you can decide to do because you don't report to a higher authority. So that must, again, be really empowering for your staff to see this kind of creativity happen all the time and and motivating. I, I hope so. It, it, it's, it is. It's also more difficult when you're not uh, part of a network. I mean, uh, you don't have the, you know, as many uh, um, levers to uh, pull when, you know, uh, to make something like that happen. So it's, it's, it's a bigger gamble for us. It's a bigger investment for us. It's, um, but uh, we, we realize that, uh, you know, with consumer um, habits changing, with technology changing, um, with digital disruption, we've got to stay ahead of the curve if, if we're, again, going to be sustainable in the long term. And definitely all the employees are behind that. Something else has happened in the last 12 years is that you have doubled the number of staff you have. And I want to talk about that next. When you're moving, Rob Germain, through this new model that you've built and creating this culture in the new company, uh, you have you basically doubled the number of employees that are working for the company. Who are those employees? Who did you add on and what do they do? Um, well, some of them we had to add on immediately. Uh, you know, so there were 38 uh, uh, former uh, employees under the old company that came came with it. You know, that came uh, formed the new company. Um, but then we had to hire some people. Some people we hired back who had been previously laid off by the former company. Some were uh, were new new hires. Uh, in order to just uh, fill out, we weren't really a standalone station. We were uh, part of a network. So we were using control rooms in Vancouver and our master control, uh, which plays it back all the programming commercials that was based in Calgary. We had to consolidate that back and be a standalone station again. So that we had to hire master control operators. We had to hire um, people in our control room to operate our newscast while the news is live on the air. Um, we tried to, uh, you know, be careful in terms of how quickly we grew because we needed, obviously, to make this a sustainable model. Um, the other thing is, Ken West had laid off uh, almost our entire commercial production department. You know, when the, we, we normally would make a commercial for our advertising clients, uh, they don't already have one. And um, Ken West uh, decided that that wasn't necessary. Well, 
it's really hard for us to service our local client's property without that commercial production arm. So we hired back those people, um, you know, one by one, and that department has continued to grow. They also produce a lot of programs now um, that air on our station. Um, everybody's a multitasker here. Uh, we've been growing our news operations, um, growing the, the, the news you see uh, at five and six o'clock and 10 o'clock and weekends, um, um, adding, um, but also adding to our digital uh, news uh, components um, so that we, uh, you know, are going, you know, morning till night, seven days a week, uh, updating uh, our website with new information, streaming uh, video and audio. Um, we've recently hired uh, Rob Shaw as a political correspondent, adding to our, um, you know, beefing up our news operations. So there's, it's it's in a, uh, just about every area. We've also hired a, a uh, a new media specialist, we're calling him, who operates our uh, our podcast uh, center there, and will be operating our, uh, or at least overseeing our over the top channel, our Check Plus uh, channel. So, some of it's growing, some of it's just uh, um, beefing up what we're currently doing, making the, hopefully making the product better. Um, we, you know, we don't, we're not just growing for growth's sake. We're not trying to grow to. to to boost the bottom line, we're trying to again make this a sustainable model and something that uh, where we see there's an opportunity. You know, we're, we're certainly happy to look at that. You know, if, if this was a store, in any average store, you have inventory. The inventory is what's on the shelves. That's what we buy and take home. Yeah. Your inventory is the airtime that you sell, the commercials that are adjacent to the programming. In the previous iteration, you didn't have control over your own inventory a lot of the time. That was taken over by the larger by the network. You have complete control over everything you air now, so that means that you you take whatever you eat, what you kill is the old expression. But but you have complete control over that. So that's something that would be the envy of a lot of businesses. Uh, yes, again, it's it's also a burden. Uh, you know, sure. and, you know, with a network comes network programming, and and you can just worry about the other things. Um, you know, we have to. Uh, you know, negotiate to get Wheel of Fortune in jeopardy. We have mm. to uh, negotiate for all the programming that you see on check. Um, some of it, um, you know, is uh, is great. And some of it is, you know, are, we'd like to improve in certain areas. And uh, it is it is a tough challenge. Um, you know, we're a, a very small um, piece of the pie of the broadcasting pie. And so we, we do work with some other broadcasters, some other independent broadcasters to purchase programming that helps. Um, and we've created uh, something called IndieNet um, for to to attract national advertising. Um, they can reach 94% of Canadians by advertising on this group of stations, independent stations across Canada. So it's uh, it's an alternative for uh, for advertisers as well. You know, speaking of Jeopardy, if they're looking for a gray-haired Canadian host, I'm available if you happen to be talking okay. to them. I All right, I'll, I'll put your name in to replace Alex for that. But we talk about the the content that you have that you would get from a network. The programming you've created yourself, though, that you do in-house, you've got that brand new sports program. There's programs like this one. There's others. So tell me about that stable of things that you've been able to create in order to generate revenue and content. Well, in the past year, what's been really interesting is, uh, you know, again, uh, out of necessity and opportunity and a little bit of serendipity, we've been creating a lot of programming, just one-off kind of programming, working with community groups. Um, well, the Chamber, for example. Yes. Uh, hearing the the chamber awards um, virtual chamber awards that would have been held in person um, and uh, and generating uh, you know 
programming and, and, and getting tune in from local audiences on that. We've been working with everyone from Western Speedway, um, producing, um, you know, covering the Canada 200 stock car race. That's their their uh, flagship uh, race, which was the only race they, they raced last year. Um, and uh, they couldn't have anybody in the stands. So we covered it on television and uh, they got um, tens of thousands of viewers watching it on television. Uh, we've done that with the Victoria Symphony. We've done that with uh, n- you know, numerous, uh, uh, dozens of, uh, uh, of community groups, uh, Terry Fox Foundation, Cops for Cancer, um, and it's so that's that's one model. Um, the other is uh, just creating our own uh, programming. We recently uh, picked up uh, three guys that were laid off by TSN 1040 in Vancouver, now doing a sports uh, talk show on check. Um, it was, uh, you know, we, we, we knew that they had a, a loyal viewing or sorry, a loyal audience, listening audience for them because they were on radio. And we saw it as an opportunity um, to maybe bring that. Uh, to multicast that. So we're bringing it to television, but it's also streaming live uh, on audio devices. You can have a live video and audio stream. So if you're, if you used to listen to them on the radio, you can now listen to them on TuneIn Radio or on Google Home or Alexa or on the Check, uh, Check News uh, app. Mm-hmm. Um, streaming audio on your car so it's also available as a podcast the program so it's really a multicast program so embracing that sort of technology to make that happen and you know providing exposure to things like our chamber of commerce our business awards uh the stock car the symphony all of those things brought all of those organizations a much larger audience than they would ever have had so i don't see a lot of this stuff going away quite honestly and i suppose when the time comes you'll get back to showing the parades on the air too yeah, I think it's it, some of it's going to stick. Um, it's definitely been, um, you know, we, we've almost created a new model for us because what we were able to do is find sponsors that wanted to support the symphony uh, or wanted so, to support the uh, Western Speedway businesses that uh, you know were, were were bought advertising, bought sponsorships. In some cases, just uh, individual business owners coming on saying, you know. I support, uh, you know, all the guys racing today at Western Speedway and, uh, you know, they small dollars, but they, a number of them add up. And uh, so the whole commercial, all the commercial breaks during the, during the Speedway were all uh, businesses, local businesses that, that normally support the Speedway in one way or another that were able to do it uh, through this model. It's an amazing story. Uh, it really is. Uh, whether it's in media or not, this kind of a success, success story is well-earned and well done. And thanks very much for sharing the story with us. Rob Germain is the general manager of the Czech Media Group. And that's our Chamber Chat for this week. I'm Bruce Williams. We'll see you for another chat soon.